This is episode three with Curtis Anderson. I specialize in a very specific type of security. Subconscious security. You're talking about dreams. We create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream. And they fill it with their secrets. It's called Inception. Hello everyone and welcome to Cerebral Mind Control. My name is Hadlin. I am a hypnotist, magician, mentalist, and speaker. Every week I will bring to you a driven, focused artist or entrepreneur and pick their brains on how they have learned to control their minds for success. Thank you so much for tuning in. Here we go. Welcome back to the Cerebral Mind Control Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hadlin Entertainment, your one-stop shop for premium, corporate, quality entertainment services. On this episode, we get to learn from Curtis Anderson, an author, a father, and media personality. He's worked with Global TV, he was the star of Shaw TV's Stripped Down, he currently works behind the scenes at 96.3 Cruise FM, and he also freelances with Sasktel Max TV Local On Demand. It was such a pleasure to learn from Curtis. He has so much knowledge and you're definitely going to enjoy this episode. Later on, I perform a mind reading routine with his book. It's going to blow your mind. Now, without further ado, let's begin. Thank you for coming out, Curtis. Thanks I for having me, sir. Thanks for, for the invite. Coming. Yeah. No, the reason I thought of you is... Well, we did a lot of work together before. Back in the Shaw TV days? Yeah. No? Yeah, we did a Halloween special, and I came in, and did some magic, just, I think it was just a one-off sort of thing. Yep. And Perry was your personal assistant. Right. Yep. Right. And I remember that episode of Strip Down. Well, that was, yeah, that was your introduction, wasn't it? Yeah. To Shaw TV. It was, yeah. You're part of Strip Down lore. <laughs> the Halloween episodes were, like, the most talked about episodes we ever did. We really yeah. pushed the boundaries of cable television and tasteful cable television <laughs> I remember you sawed like dental floss through your neck it was so gross but <laughs> awesome yeah that's fun i i don't really do that anymore in a no. live show yeah, okay I, i've kind of separated myself from the the geek magic as they say really that's the the genre of magic the, that okay. that is but biting yeah. the chicken off heads off chickens <laughs> wasn't that like a geek thing back in like old carney oh, yeah carney legend yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> well probably good for you Probably. probably a good business decision going forward. I think so. All yeah, right. more about the mind, and actually, that's exactly why I have you here, because you're someone who you're a TV, radio personality, right, in the media, and not only that, but somehow you were able to write a book through all out of all the chaos. <laughs> Lots of chaos. So how I'm are you also able to a do father? That? Yeah, and a father. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So how how did you do that? Focus, uh, being too stupid to know when to quit or <laughs> not when not. What's what's the saying? Too stupid to not know when to quit. There, I got it okay. the second time around, <laughs> and just pushing myself. I I don't know why I've always had this sense of like mortality, right? Like okay. we only have a very limited time here, right? And it's scary when you think about it. It's scary how how little time we have. And at a very young age, I just got that in my mind that I don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste a day. Fair I enough. would rather try 
everything once and fail horribly, then sit there when I'm 80 and go, oh, what was I doing? Like, where did those 30 years, 40 years go? Right. So that's kind of, I don't know how I approach each day. Sounds a little cheesy, but that's no, really that's... been the mindset that's just been ingrained in me since I was 19, 18, 19, 20. Because I feel like I lived those first two decades of my life just absolutely not caring, not being involved, just coasting and wasn't happy with myself or, you know, and when you're young, oh, I'm going to do this later. Oh, one day I'll do this. One day I'll be successful. Right. And yeah, something about all of a sudden not being a teenager anymore, teenager anymore was kind of flicked the switch. I was like, let's, really? let's do this. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much got me to today. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's awesome. So how did you make that mentality switch? Like, uh, well, when I was 19, I was like 70 pounds overweight. I was five, five, eight and 225 and just, okay, you know, a lot, really wasn't happy with who I was and didn't have a lot going for me and just decided to start changing stuff up and, and just change itself became addicting. I was like, wow, I got to this level. I should do this. And try this. And, okay. You know, with losing 75 pounds comes a lot of sharp, confidence. sharp, yeah, influx in confidence. And uh, that just kind of got the ball rolling and went out to Manitoba to go to media school and uh, came back, worked at Global TV, Shaw TV, and working behind the scenes now at 96.3 Cruise FM and uh, freelancing for Sastel Max TV, local on demand. Okay. Doing some freelance work here nice. and there. And Very good. Got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, oh. I came a, came a dad. I got a nine-year-old. Got another one on the way. Holy crap. So it's, it's busy, but I'd, I'd rather be busy and tired than, right. than bored. So how do you, you know, manage your time to be able to accomplish everything? Honestly, and nobody likes this answer, but I sacrifice sleep. Yeah. I sacrifice the relaxation periods that most people take advantage of in the day. And okay. I don't mean to sound condescending, but honestly, yeah. like, I don't watch television. Okay. The television I watch is when I'm falling asleep in bed and I'm watching Netflix on my phone. Right. That's honestly, other than that, if I watch something, I'm on the exercise bike. Okay. That's the only time I really watch TV. And I try to get six hours of sleep a night. Try not to really get more okay. than that. Just, you know, there's work yeah, to be done. Exactly. After everyone goes to sleep, there's that prime hour and a half right. of the night where, you know, <laughs> just, just <laughs> I can nice focus on my own stuff. Right. Okay. So I don't... I don't uh, don't lose sight of that, and that's yeah, how I've been living for quite a while. So then, how do you prioritize what you're going to do next? Do you do something until it's completely done, or do you do it each project in blocks? Yeah, you have to pretty much do it until it's completely done, which was another flaw I had in my teens. I had so many projects that were you know a half third of the way. Man, I drew a I wanted to be a comic book artist, right? That was my big thing growing up, and. From grade 9 to grade 12, I illustrated from front to back, like, I think it was a 114-page graphic novel. I look back now, and I mean, it's, you know, it's not very good. But okay. at the time, it was, it was my life, like, 24-7. Like, I sacrificed so much in high school. But I didn't sacrifice enough, you know? Yep. Like, I took it seriously enough that, oh, yeah, one day I'm going to be a comic book artist. But I didn't actually take art classes. I didn't actually talk to people in the industry. I didn't do that research. The, what does it take to actually be a comic book artist? You know, can you live off of that? How, how much does one make? Can you do it in Saskatoon? You right. know, we have Tom Grummet, who's kind of the exception to the rule. Okay. But outside of that, I was just kind of, I'll figure that out later. Right now, I'm just going to draw my own comic book and 
you know, snub my nose at everyone who says I should start taking lessons and taking that aspect of it, learning and networking a little more serious. And just, nah. <laughs> and so, yeah, every once in a while I still pull that thing. I was like, man, so many, four years of my life into this and nothing happened with it. Four right? years, eh? Yeah, well, it was my <laughs> high school. I was drawing that thing. Very adamant about it. Yeah. Interesting, okay. And then it, it's crushing how bad it is. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I'd like to see it. When you're 16, actually. 17, it's, uh, you know, it was a trip. I really thought that was going to be my ticket to stardom. And I look back now, and it's just so <laughs> cliched. Just... I have a feeling that, you know, you, you might re-release it. Maybe. You know, if there's a demand for it, it up, up there. Work, it, work through it and make it better. Yeah, I don't know. I have friends I who actually followed that dream and became comic book artists, you know, like oh, Scott cool. Walchuk from here, who's working for Image and working for, you know, DC, and he's, wow. li he's living the dream, and uh, I, I know, just looking at his schedule, that I would not have had the, the determination early on to okay. do the, to do what I should have done, you know, because he was the guy in high school taking art classes and pushing forward okay. and making a career out of it. So when you wrote your book... Did you do any sort of research into that area? I'll, I'm assuming it. You probably did. Uh, yeah, uh, I wrote kind of the skeleton of it over two days back in 2002 when I was working for Global Television. Okay. And I don't know where it came from. I just had this idea. I had at the time I had uh, like really weird days off. It was like Wednesday, Thursday, I think were my days off. Okay. So. A lot of downtime, right? Not a lot going on with your friends on Wednesdays, yeah. Thursdays. So <laughs> during the day, I'd walk the dog, and this just really dark storyline came to me, and I was really excited about it. And I wrote down the skeleton on like napkins, just again so cliche. <laughs> over over my two days off, and put it away. Never really thought about it again for a while. But it was from the from the perspective of a single parent. And I wasn't thinking about kids back then. It was just like, oh, yeah, that's that's the hook, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone will identify with that. And then in 2006, when I became a father, I stumbled across it again. And I was really drawn to it. I was more laughing at myself about how wrong I got all the paranoia <laughs> you would feel as a okay. parent that was driving this character. But at the same time, I, I really liked it. I really kind of dug the, the storyline arc. So I, uh, I made the commitment that I was like, okay, hey, this is it. Funny story, actually. Local psychic, Paulina. Okay. I was uh, <laughs> with Shaw TV covering The Man Show. This is, I've never told anyone this story, ever. This is, a, this is an exclusive for you, awesome. okay? <laughs> so that morning was the morning I stumbled across the napkins, laughing at myself. That's not how parents think. This is bad writing, but I like the story arc. You know, it's, it's dark and good. Uh, and then that afternoon, we went to The Man Show for Shaw TV. So, you know, we're doing interviews. And uh, there's one booth that sticks out, and it's Paulina the Psychic, the local psychic, Paulina. And uh, w kind of an odd fit for the man show, right? There's a bunch yeah. of, you know, jacked bros walking around, <laughs> chugging their protein shakes, and, you know. And no one was at her booth, and she just looked bored. And so we did a quick interview with her, and she asked, you want me to read your cards or whatever she did? I said, okay. And, you know. Again, totally skeptical, right? Like, 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 like a jerk. You know, okay, let's do this, Paulina. And the first thing she said was super vague and like, okay, yeah, all right, <laughs> let's do this. And the second thing she said was, in one year, you'll take a very important plane ride. And I almost laughed aloud because I have been terrified to fly. I had not flown at that time. I had no desire to ever get on a plane. Really? And she told me this, and I almost laughed in her face because, at, again, at the time, never going to get on a plane. And... 11 months, almost to the day I took my first flight. 
Wow. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. And then the third thing she said was, that project you're thinking about, that's the one. And again, super vague, but it just happened to be that day. And I don't want to say she inspired me, but kind of inspired me. It was kind of like that extra. I had already decided I was going to do it, but right. that was the, like, I have to do this the now. Extra push. Paulina thing. says this is the one. So I started fleshing it out, and it just kind of took a life of its own. And, yeah, a little bit of research, but it all just kind of... That's really cool. And, again, brand new father, wasn't sleeping much, so put the, put the kid to bed at 8, and then, uh, you know, hit the gym till 9, went to the Broadway Roastery and had my post-workout coffee, which is really bad for you, but uh, <laughs> did that and wrote till, like, midnight. You know, okay. got home, got ready for the next day, went to bed at... 1.30, got up at 7 kind of thing. Holy. Did that for a quite of, a long that's time. That's hard work. But that's what you got to do, right? Yeah, I, I suppose. I I like to get more sleep, but maybe it's because I'm younger. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Ouch. But, <laughs> uh, no, I'd like to know, whenever you come into maybe a roadblock, okay, where you can't think of, maybe, maybe you're not as creative as you want it to be, mm -hmm. how do you do a reset? Uh, take a break. There's nothing I've learned through the process of writing that book for a year and editing that when you hit the wall, just, even if it's 10 minutes, just go do something else. Just walk around. Don't stop thinking about it, but don't sit there and dwell on it. Okay. I, ever since I lost all that weight, working out, doing, just doing cardio is just my absolute release. That's my daily reset button. No matter how much stress or how frustrated I am if I just go you know I've still got the glands of a of an overweight person so I sweat a ton <laughs> so I just go sweat everything out and then I feel so much better after and that's usually that's usually my daily reset button okay and, so that's uh, part of your daily routine then yeah pretty much yeah I probably work out six times a week I bet yeah excellent man lots of cardio I was I was blessed with many genetic traits but metabolism was not one of them so so you gotta force it yes yeah Yes, I would put on weight if I stopped working out. I, I know that. So. <laughs> I'd like to know as well, you know, because you have so much knowledge in this area that I'd like to know how do you figure out what motivates you to get you to, you know, push the boundaries and keep, keep going forward. I hate throwing cliches at you. It's okay. I feel like I'm just a walking cliche, but again, the, the limited time. Of your life is the motivating That's factor. Motivating. Absolutely. Okay. I, I, I don't know if I wired differently than most people, but I don't want to waste a day, right? Right. Like those days where I'm actually really exhausted and like I know enough about my body that's like I need to go to bed at eight o'clock and get caught up on some sleep, and I hate those days. I just <laughs> I it's you know that's four hours of waste, four four wasted hours of me getting caught up on sleep. And it kind of drives me nuts, but at the same time, if I don't, that's when I get sick or run down. Or right. I'm completely unproductive because I'm so bagged. But, yeah, I mean... So you don't have any more negative thoughts? You, do, you, do you think positively uh, on everything? I wouldn't say that. I get frustrated okay. easily, but that's, that's part of the challenge, right? Right. That's, so how do, you, how do you deal with the stress? Um, time management. Prioritize, like you said. But there's always going to be stress. One uh, one of the most polarizing things 
someone ever told me was actually my friend Jay Newfeld, who I used to work with at Shaw, and still keep in touch with all the time. We're working on projects together as we speak. But uh, his wife beat cancer, and I remember him saying that what they learned through the whole experience was that, like, your misery doesn't trump other people's misery. Like, that was the worst thing that ever happened to them. So, you know, that's, their worst level is up to here. If if the worst thing that ever happened to me was, you know, I walk out of this room and stub my toe, that's still the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like, when you look at it like that way, it's actually okay. comparable. Right. Because if that's the worst thing that's person. happened to me, and that, and, you know, getting cancer is the worst thing that happened to them, you can't, you can't hold that against other people, right? Right. You can't take it personally if people, you know, project their 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 setbacks at the same level as yours and right. treat it like a contest. You can't take that personally because, and that really kind of made me open my eyes because cool. I took a lot okay. of things. You know, it's hard not to take things personally. Right. So that I, I think about I kind of think about that daily actually. Interesting. Mm. That's very good. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, I know. Um, since you released your book, how has the been, the reception of it been for you? There's been a slight neg negative push, which I anticipated and craved to a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to a little, to a degree. Uh, part of the marketing was slapping. When you first look at it, the title's offensive, and that didn't happen by accident. I, you know wanted to challenge people. Some of the most uh, influential things I've ever read were things that really challenged me. It was really you know, dark. I really gravitated to that where it made you almost uncomfortable, you know, be it just fiction or biographies. And I, I wouldn't say I liked the way that it made me feel where you're really uncomfortable. Okay. But at the same time, I always felt like I changed a little after reading something like that. Like, my world expanded a little bit. It's a little less safe. Right. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I've been pretty lucky in life. <laughs> I don't have a lot of hardships that the world throws at a lot of people. So that was, that was kind of, you know, each time I read something really dark or tragic, it just kind of pushed, pushed my mind a little bit. Right. And For growth. Yeah, absolutely. So on a, on a local level, there's some great local authors here. Absolutely fantastic local authors, but, you know, a lot of the same kind of prairie-based writing. And so when I started taking this really seriously, I thought, let's do something so left field from a little Saskatoon author. Right. I, I mean, the book's not even set in Canada. I set it in the United States and just gets pretty dark. And, uh, yeah, like I said, put a, put a controversial title on it and... Uh, Honestly, the reception's been pretty positive though across the board. The people yeah, who the people who reviews. completely judge it <laughs> are people that haven't read it, and they tell me straight up they're like that title just made me just turned me off, and I never read the book. And I get to go, huh? So what you're saying is you like books, but you're judging a book by its cover, <laughs> loophole. <laughs> and they go, humph, and you know, then I pat myself on the back and go on but no it's been it's been getting really good reviews from you know there's some good some good feedback on amazon and yeah i saw that it's like all five star ratings yeah it's pretty good i'm pretty <laughs> i'm pretty impressed it when i was writing it there were times where you know I, I made myself go to dark places again cliche but i was writing 
as a brand new father, terrified of being a brand new father, running on no sleep, <laughs> you know, just caffeine 24-7. So it wasn't hard to really slip into that paranoid, am I up for this? Am I up for this? Which is the angle the main character comes right. from. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of my own paranoia and anger and frustration in there. And I uh, can't remember where I was going with that, but that, uh, that, that really shines through in the book. And I think people can really relate to that because there's a lot of people that, you know, feel held down. They should have more and they want more, but they're just not sure how to get there. And that's, again, kind of the arc of the story is that she, she wants more and she starts risking more than she should to get a, to get it. And there comes a, a line where you start wondering, is she doing this because she wants to make a better life for her and her daughter? Or is she doing this just because she's obsessed with getting, you know, a slight notoriety? Okay. You know, is she is she just selfish? Is that what this is about? Or is she actually a good person? Okay. And I've had so many completely different views of the main character after the after the people finish the book. Some people are like, what a great character. And other people are like, I hate her. Like, why would you write a book about the most unlikable person in the world? <laughs> and that's my biggest my biggest accomplishment, because that was what I was looking for. I wanted to have one character that people had to use their own experiences to kind of fill the gaps and plug in and use their personal experiences to to uh, understand her motivation. And some people hate her, and other people think she's a really cool character and did a good job. So That's really cool. And Thanks. I'll let you know my view on it once I'm finished the book. Okay. <laughs> and I, I have the book, and I asked you to bring a copy because yes. I wanted to try something with the book, but to also make sure that everyone knows that I didn't somehow modify the book. Okay. So you have a copy. I do have a copy. Okay. This is this is fresh from my giant man purse. Perfect. This is the first time you you are touching it. Okay, I, I promise. Okay, you're not even not going to okay. touch it. I want you to show the camera, and for everyone that's listening as well, just make sure that you can know that if you flip through the pages, hundred percent. That's a book. Real. Yes. Okay. Since I'm a magician, mentalist, hypnotist, I'm going to try something with your book. Okay. And this first time I'm touching it. Yes. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Just got to. I really got to drill that in, everybody. Hundred percent real book. Absolutely, man. Okay. How hard is it doing magic on like a podcast with no right? If, if people aren't, <laughs> if people aren't watching video. It. Well, I have a deck of cards though. Okay. Right? So you're gonna take them. Okay. You're gonna shuffle them completely. Okay. As much as you want. Look at I'll the do it, faces I'll do, too. I'll do it right by my my microphone so people can awesome really hear the shuffling. Look at the faces, make sure they're all different too. If I make an every day I'm shuffling joke, are you going to kick me off your podcast? Because <laughs> you probably should. Okay, here we go. Nice. Not bad. My son's nine and he can do that better than me. He does that. And then the other way, we're like, yeah. Oh, the bridge? The... Yep. Yeah. No, I'm just making machine Is he getting into noises. magic? Um, a little bit. He was when he was little. Man, I found these like... You know, make the ball appear. Yeah, ninety-nine cent Dollarama <laughs> magic tricks, and he ate that up for six months. He was, he was, uh, he was all into that. I should, I should see. I should get him back into it. Well, I'm putting together a beginner magic DVD. When there it's done, it is. I'll send you one. Okay. All right. Those so cards. You've shuffled it. Those uh, cards ain't getting any more shuffled. Good. Okay. All different. All different. Excellent. 
So, we'll just reiterate, you shuffled the cards. This book, you brought it. Yep. It's not one that I modified in any way, not that that would really matter. Yep. I'm going to give you both of them now. Okay. So hold on to that. Take the cards. Okay. I'm going to turn my back. I would okay. like you to take now the top three cards. Okay. And in any order, so if you have like a, an ace, two, three, you can either you can choose any two of the cards, and that'll be a page number. And in a, any order too. So if it was if you had ace, two, three, it'd be you could choose page twelve, or you could choose page thirty-two, twenty-three, anything you'd like. Okay, so take two cards and create a page number. Yeah, any two of them create a page number. Okay. Flip to that page, and using the remaining card. I would like you to count along the top line of that page that many words and think of that word. Holy cow. Okay. Got it? <laughs> I just want to make sure it's like extremely okay. random. Okay. So, use two cards to make a page. Yep. And then take the one card I didn't use. Yep. And then count along the top of that page. Okay. From okay. The, So, count that number of words in. Exactly. Not counting my name at the top? Right. Okay. Yeah. Starting with the, the content of the, the book. So you have a word now? Yes. Close everything up. Okay. Lock that word into your mind. Okay. Put the cards into the deck and put everything aside. Okay. You don't you have, have to shuffle them or anything? You can if you want. Okay. I'm I not going to touch matter. them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can I turn around? Yep. Okay. I want you to just verify. Are there any mirrors over here? No. Any way that I could see behind me? No. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try this. You have okay. a word in your mind. Do you know how many words are in your book? 83,000. 83,000 words. Okay. Mm -hmm. You shuffled the deck before. Mm -hmm. You shuffled it quite a bit, actually. Yep. A lot of people who I do tricks with, they will shuffle it a couple times. But you've seen me do things before, so I think you're trying to be as thorough as possible. I just okay. enjoy shuffling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Okay. You have the word? Yes. Okay. I'd like you just to imagine that the word was in front of me. Imagine the length of the word. Don't say anything out loud. It's it's kind of a medium-sized word, right? Right? Yes? Okay. Does it start with a B? No. No, okay, okay. Ends with R. No. No, okay. Kind of. Kind of. Okay, okay. Just take a nice deep breath. Actually, I think I would consider it a little bit of a longer word, maybe. But you have a plethora of words in your book, so maybe you know that there's a really long words or something. But does it start with an F? Yo. F, L. Yo. You said it kind of ends in an R, but it's R E D, right? Yo. Is it flustered? <laughs> Is <Yeah>. it flustered? <laughs> yes, it's flustered. Nice. What? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> All right. 
Awesome. Well, oh, I'm sweating now. That's <laughs> wow. That's yep. Well, do you want to? Yeah. Look, what page was this? So anyone who has the book, they can you know can double check and make sure this is okay. actually there. So my three cards were two seven four. I thought there's something sexy about the number seventy four. So went to page seventy four. Second okay. word in, flustered. Very cool. Everything I want to say right now, you'd have to beep out. So I'm just gonna not say anything. That's incredible, man. I'm sweating into my eyes. That's very cool. What? <laughs> now, yeah, you, you guys can make out what you think of that. You can try and create your own explanations, but it's better just to be amazed. Damn. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I thought of that. It would be perfect to do something with your book. And since I'm a magician, the cards I don't know, just, just fits. Mm -hmm. And you said there's how many thousand words? Uh, there's 83,000. 80, 83,000 And words. I can guarantee you flustered was only used once in here. Only used once. Yeah. And you, obviously, you remember the exact moment in the book. You can almost, you can almost picture that moment. Uh, yeah, I think so. Very cool. That's <laughs> nuts. That's crazy. So, going from there, <laughs> now that your mind is all blown and maybe your mind is a little flustered now. Yes. <laughs> fair assessment. I'm not to get back on track here, James. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to ask you a few more questions, but first, I'm just going to acknowledge you because you're a hardworking guy. You been doing it like how old are you now? I'm 36. 36. Yep. So for the last 17 years, yep, you've been working as hard as you possibly could because you know that there's limited time. Yes. And that mindset, even if half the people in the world had that mindset, this world would be a whole different place. I'd hope so. I like to think so. You know, just the amount of work you put in, it's just it's amazing how you're able to be a father with another child on the way. Yep. Some people who have children, and I don't have children, but I, I'm kind of scared that if I had a kid, that I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And that's it. And that's such, because you see it everywhere, right? Right. You see all these people who, as soon as they settle down, their dreams die. They take their dreams out back and put a bullet in their head and they use that as a crutch. Exactly. And that was, I didn't want to be that guy. It went the exact opposite way. I'm really fired up about that because that was part of the, part of the thought process too. It was like, now I've got a kid, you know, right. this, this is, I always say, this is a love letter to my son. This is me sticking with something and, you know, beating the odds. This isn't self-published. I've got a legitimate publisher to pay me for this book. It's published in Gothenburg, Sweden by Kraken Press. I want impressive. I want, I want him to grow up and be like, you know, damn, my dad did that. My dad sacrificed all this free time and everything just to, to do something. I hope he finds inspiration from that. And I, I'm sure many people that listen to this and meet you just face-to-face, -face, I'm inspired. Yeah. They're going to be inspired for sure. I hope so. And then, like you said, if more people just took that run at life, it'd be so much better, even just for themselves. You know? Yeah. Whenever someone says that you don't have enough time, it's just because they don't want to make the time. No. And you're living proof of that. You're making the time for anything that you want. And that, that is awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
I've, I've learned a lot today just by talking with you. <laughs> and before when we spoke, you know, I didn't really have the learning mindset to learn from people. I kind of, you know, just was trying to do my own thing. But, but now I think uh, I'm able to learn a lot deeper with people that uh, I look up to. So, yeah, thank you again very much, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank oh. you so much, too. You inspire me, too. This room itself is nuts. That was nuts. That's, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not going to sleep for a week trying to figure that out. And, you know, just to, to put a cap on that, the, another thing you do, just surround yourself with good, positive people. You know? Have you had to eliminate? I guess that might be a... Eliminate kind of a word. harsh yeah. word, but... D- I definitely stay away, Distance. which was another thing, you know, in my teens. Get together, drink some beer, drink some coffee, complain, right? right? Yeah. And if you really try to get out of that pattern, you can do so much more. And that that's the first step. Just surround yourself with positive people, you know? Like, I'm, I've got a buzz from this room, man. You're <laughs> doing crazy stuff here. Well, thank you. You know, like, that's, that's inspiring to me. Great, great, like, great. Okay, and if you now could leave behind one book that's not yours, okay, like if you if you had to choose and your book is not one of the options, okay, if you had to leave behind one book that describes your life, oh jeez, what would it be? Oh, one book that describes my life. I don't know. But let's expand it. To, I know you don't watch TV, but maybe a a, a movie or a song even. Um, Six Feet Under from HBO. Six Feet Under is the greatest show I've ever seen on television. Breaking Bad was it was a close second. Okay, but uh, Six Feet Under, and why? It's a show about uh, you know mortality. It's a group of it's a family of morticians that run a funeral parlor out of their home and it ended back in 2006 right before right before i became a father okay and yeah if you can get your hands on those dvds they're, yep. they're pretty darn good yeah all right well i watched i watched all of breaking bad on my iphone that's <laughs> <laughs> on a tiny screen on a tiny screen but it was still great well i'm gonna add that to my list I, i'm actually looking for a new show to watch so it's not on Netflix, unfortunately. HBO doesn't like Netflix, but that's... Man, you want an inspiring show? You want a show that makes you run out the front door and do stuff with your life? That's the one. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you again for that. Mm-hmm. Lastly, before we go anywhere else, okay. I'd like to just find out from you what your next level idea or project is. Uh, I've got... Uh, I wrote a short that's going to be part of a movie coming out late this year or early next year, local okay. production house called I Catcher Film. They wanted to do a horror movie in the old Tales from the Crypt kind of, yeah. kind of you know, three short 20-minute films with a wraparound to make a 90-minute movie. Right. So I wrote a 20-minute short, and they liked it, so I actually got to, you know, they let me direct it. Wow. So yeah, we got a bunch of actors awesome. together, and so they're just editing that up now. Very cool. Putting some color correction on it and stuff and some yeah. audio editing. So I'm really excited to, to, you know, have that to show people. Right. And I'm thinking about a fringe play. That'll just be my, you know, my third, my okay. trilogy. I'll have a book, part of a movie, 
I'm thinking about doing a doing a fringe play somewhere down the some, and again, just you know, something of everything. Everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, now you're an author. Oh, when's that second book coming?" I don't know. I don't think I'm going to write a second book. I don't know. I've done that now. Like that's you know, that's exactly. off the list. Check. Let's do some live theater now. See how that goes. Very cool. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much, Curtis. You're doing a great thing, man. This was fun. You got a sweet setup in here. Yeah, but I'm glad you like it because I know you're used to you know big expensive expensive uh, budgets and whatnot. I was gonna make a shot TV joke, but I won't. That's <laughs> <laughs> and just before we go, how can people find you? Uh, Facebook, Curtis Anderson. Um, that's really the best. Okay. Um, I'm not hard to find. Uh, I'm not on Twitter a whole lot. I should be on Twitter more, but I'm not. That's one of my my flaws. I don't have a very big Twitter preference. But yeah, you can find me on on Facebook. Curtis Anderson, CJA at gmail.com. All right. I'll I'm put on, all those in the show notes, too. Yeah, you so. can look up Gina French is not a waste of roofies on Amazon. I've got all sorts of links in there and bios and feedback. So Awesome. Yeah, not hard to find. And I'm Saskatoon for life, so I'll be here. Right on. Yep. Thank you again. Thank you. Cheers. That was so much fun. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for spending some time out of your day to listen to episode three of the Cerebral Mind Control Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and subscribe on any means that uh, you prefer. This podcast is available on YouTube, the video version anyways. Uh, you can find it on my Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Anthony Hadlin. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn. So please subscribe anywhere you see fit. And actually, I forgot, we are also on SoundCloud. So you can subscribe over there as well. All of our episodes and our transcripts, our show notes, will be found at my website, www.hadlin.com. That's H-A-D-L-E-N.com. And if you want to go to the specific podcast, it'll be hadlin.com slash cmc-03. So once again, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun recording this episode and learning from Curtis. We're definitely going to have him back once again. He has so much more on the go. And once he gets his play written for the Fringe Festival... We're definitely going to have him on here to talk about that and the process. So again, share this podcast with anybody that you feel would benefit from learning from Curtis. Since the recording of this podcast, I've read his book, Gina French is Not a Waste of Roofies. And normally I read nonfiction books, so it was really nice to change things up and you know allow my mind to have a little bit of rest. It was very very entertaining I highly recommend it since the recording of the podcast I have also taken some of his his teachings what I've learned from him and I've been able to apply that to my my personal life and the way that I do things uh, when I have things that are on a tight schedule let's say that maybe I was you know behind a little bit Sure, I'll sacrifice a little bit of sleep, but personally, I still like to get a full eight hours sleep. I, I actually try to not use an alarm and just wake up, and I feel that I am a lot more alive and refreshed. I do work out regularly every morning, which is definitely 
uh, a habit that I've learned from many different people and it's just been ingrained even from by Curtis saying that in the podcast you know how he's lost 75 pounds that has definitely helped to give me more motivation to hit the gym on a regular basis since then I've also gained a lot more traction on my personal book that I'm writing it's actually not anything that I can really tell anybody about except that it will be about hypnosis and about the mind so stay tuned for that that definitely won't be out anytime soon probably be next year at least but definitely not this year or in the next six months it's a big project I'm gonna assume that it'll take me about a hundred hours to complete that project since the podcast recording, I've also been able to schedule my time a lot more efficiently to make sure that I don't waste a minute or waste any time out of a day. It's definitely a great mindset to have and when you go forward at the beginning of your day with that mindset, you'll be surprised at how much you can actually accomplish in a single day. You have 24 hours. If you use them wisely, you can pretty much do a whole week's worth of work that you know normally would take you a full week and you can compress it if you are in a high performance mode and you can get it all done in a day and it's actually helped me so much I've now been able to get the work of this podcast it used to take me anywhere from you know 20 hours to produce one episode and now I've been able to refine it, I've learned how to use most of the programs efficiently, and now I can get it down to, you know, over the course of two days, I'll put uh, a few hours each day in and be able to get this ready for you all to listen to. So yeah, thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and I'm going to leave you with a track by G, once again, called Days Gone By. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers.
friends again? Of course. Come on. Let's go be psychos together.